Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined by my co-host, Mutahir. We are going over Mistborn, the Final Empire. Blah, Final Empire, chapters 9 through 11. Um, so in chapter 9, we see that Vin has been training for a while with Kelsier. I think it's mentioned about three months or so they've been training. And Vin is like kind of chasing Kel around the city and stuff, practicing with like pushing, bowling, just like moving around how, how we saw Kelsier do earlier. And they end up in like a pushing match between coins. Yeah, it's like which, a, a offset tug of war kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and the coin did not have a fun time. It was <laughs> completely pulverized. So this this is actually like cool, right? Because this kind of answers some of your questions that you were having last time with the whole physics stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, Kelsier obviously weighs more than Vin. So he's pushing hard up against Kelsier's force. And so... Yeah, Kelsier kind of gets pushed back a bit, but Vin goes flying back because, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. yeah, they um went back to the mansion, um, and Vin gets like a haircut to make her look more ladylike for the uh the whole mission where she's supposed to be like a nobleman or noble woman, and Sazed kind of traps her because she can't really <laughs> escape. She can't really escape from the uh, the haircut, obviously. So. He expresses his like huge knowledge of every single religion ever known to man. Well, um, he does careful there because he does say that it's not every religion known. I think he does mention that some were lost. Like that's just every every religion that wasn't lost. That <laughs> yeah. He knows, yeah. Which is like what Curly, is okay. I guess you're right. Every single religion known to man. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. He said what five thousand something. I don't even remember. I think that's five hundred. He's there really? to zero. I think oh. that's 500, which yeah. is still a lot. That, that's a lot. But. Yeah. Um, and Sezed goes to talk to Kelsier because this is like the only time Vin's not able to eavesdrop on them. Um, and they bring up that Vin, she's like a really quick learner and everything, but we never really know how good she's going to be in the whole infiltration if she's, you know, until we actually get to that point. And Kelsier feels like really, really guilty about under training Vin, sort of not training her enough. And he tells Sazed to watch over Vin. Yeah, so a uh, couple of things, and this is where it gets really interesting. Like the, these three chapters for this whole episode, there's not a lot. Well, I'm, there's a moderate amount that happens to actually push the story forward. But it was a lot more, again, more story building, more world, sorry, more world building, I guess a magic system building, as we'll see in the next chapter. But he does mention that he's a keeper. Uh, Now, it's kind of obvious that keepers, they're the ones who like hold the knowledge, like I guess they said. Keepers of the religions. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, he's a keeper who's like, I guess looks like he specializes in religion. There may be others that are specialized in other things. Um but he does say at the end that um, terrorsmen were kind of hunted. No, keepers were hunted down. Not necessarily terrorsmen, but it sounded like keepers, just specifically keepers were hunted down um, and yeah. killed by the ministry. And so I guess any existing keeper today is kind of like, he, he's a, he keeps it a secret that he's a keeper. And so they do talk about like, you know, the, in, the, in the epigraphs that there is talks about like, you know, the guy, he hates terrorsmen, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So if if the guy in the epigraphs is 
the Lord Ruler. And we've already established that, you know, he, this guy's ancestors didn't support the Lord Ruler or the nobility's ancestors. They did support the Lord Ruler. That's why they get preferential treatment. Mm-hmm. Then did the, the, the terrorism do something as well? You know, like we're seeing this, if this again, if these are the counts of the Lord Ruler and he hates them, then maybe that sort of racism is a reason for the persecution that went on afterwards. Yeah. So, um, and Kel's hiding it, but I think Vin might be stronger than um, Kel. Well, I think she's more naturally talented. Mm-hmm. Then Kelsier, but I don't think she's stronger because at the end of the day, he did kind of just, like, just beat her. And I think he was also, again, probably holding back. Oh, yeah. Um, this is also coming from a self-reclaimed Kelsier fangirl. So, <laughs> um, take that with a great And salt. this is being mentioned a lot where this is like the 20th time this chapter that they're like, never push someone heavier than you. So, I think this is something that Mr. Sanderson is trying to get us to catch on to. Like, what if, like, the Lord Ruler is, like, some overweight guy and <laughs> Vin tries to push on push on Lord Ruler? I feel like... Maybe that's why he became so powerful. Just no one could push on him. I feel like this is alluding to... Or not alluding, foreshadowing to something because he's I don't mentioning know it a lot. if you're just legitimately picking up on the foreshadowing or if I've just got you thinking so much about foreshadowing that you just think of every line as foreshadowing. <laughs> I'm not confirming or denying for the record, but I'm just saying. Um, um, and they also said that um, terrorist men are like super, super dangerous if you make them angry. Yeah, so that, that um, we can, that's going to be brought up a little bit later in, I think, Chapter 11. But yeah, I mean, that, you know, he seems like a very peaceful, like monk-like guy. So, I mean, what if he is like a monk? You know what? He's got he knows kung fu or something. Like He's, a, he's got a bow staff. <laughs> One thing that uh, kind of made me laugh a bit, and also it's kind of sad, uh, when she's using those coins at the yeah. beginning of the chapter, kind of jump around, right? They say that she like doesn't want to lose those coins, that she wants to go back and pick up those coins or yeah. like doesn't actually want to lose them. Because, you know, from her thieving days, which, again, was just three months before this, mm-hmm. She's had to scrounge for everything, you know? So just throwing out coins just for the sake of jumping, just, you know, I imagine that that was kind of a tough sell for her. And then Renault. That one's interesting because Vin does mention that, you know, back at the meeting room, the first meeting, I guess, he does bring up the Renault. Oh, Kelsey does bring up the Renault wouldn't be able to withstand the scrutiny by an inquisitor. So basically, a steel inquisitor would be able to find out, you know, that Renault is an imposter. Now, if Renault is like this, like super good imposter, what is it about a steel inquisitor? Because apparently, like, remember, they said steel inquisitors are good at hunting down mistings and misborn. Yeah, because um, they burn um, that one bronze, bronze. I think. Yeah, so they're seekers, or well. Yeah, they're seekers, right? I think that's what they call them. Yeah. The people who burn bronze are seekers. So the Steel Inquisitors are good at hunting on Mistings and Mistborn, but what about Renault specifically would make him so easy to find out that he is an imposter? Is it that they know that Renault is not a Misting slash Mistborn? 
and that they could see that he is a misting slash mistborn. So they're like, oh my god, okay, how did he suddenly become a mistborn or misting? Mm-hmm. I guess it'd be easier if I said Alamancer. <laughs> yeah, but um, so they say that he talks. He talked about this one religion. It was really cool to me. Um, Trelegism, where they worship the the god Trell. Yeah. yeah. Um, they are known as the Nelizan people. Um, they worship the stars who they thought was were like the eyes of Trell. And they ignored the brother, which was the son. Um, his name was Nalt um, because they thought that he was trying to like overshadow his brother by being, you know, this huge, bright version of, of Trell. But they just ignored, they ignored Nalt. Yeah, so the cool. um, just the history of it all, like you know, may not ever be relevant mm-hmm. in the future, but it's just I don't know. It's kind of intriguing to hear about it. It stuff like this just actually b- brings more depth to these worlds. Yeah, and you know, some people don't like it. I like it a lot, but but yeah, before the at the end of the chapter, but before um, Cal tells Sazed to watch over Vin. Um, Sazed suggests to Kelsier to send Vin off to some of the more specific Alamancers, like people who specify in one um, yeah. metal. Yeah, um, and that makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, Kelsier, As we see later on, Kelsier is more of a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none kind of thing. Yeah. Excuse me. So. He's a master of all of them. He just doesn't have time. <laughs> okay. Brought to you by the Kelsier fan club. so starting off with chapter 10 vin's being handed off to other mistings in the club or crew whatever um and she's handed off to breeze first off he is the one that burns what is it brass he burns the writing and soothing one no he burns one so he burns the soothing one oh which i think is brass okay yeah, because remember, if you burn two, you're automatically a misborn. Because if you burn more than one, you burn them all. Mm. Okay. Right? So because Breeze is just a misting, he only burns the one. Which I guess, if you were to be a misting, right? Yeah. Um, Being just a coin shot or a lurcher, which again are the people who burn the steel and iron, which push and pull. Yeah. Having just an individual one, I wouldn't want to be them. Because I feel like you couldn't do the whole Spider-Man swinging thing. Yeah, that'd be kind of lame, honestly. Yeah. So it'd be so easy to just die if you're trying to do the coin push thing. Well, they're not going to be the mistings who are like lurchers and coin shots. Like their names are literally a coin shot because they're basically like walking assault rifles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, that's the truth, right? Like they're walking assault rifles. So they're not, you know, they're not going to be jumping from building to building and stuff that. I mean, I guess they could be, you know, if they're very confident in the fact that they could jump off a building, you know, push off some metal ingot on the ground and then get onto the next roof. Yeah. But I, I'm not taking that risk. <laughs> so. Um, and we see that Breeze does some pretty fancy soothing. I did not understand this part where he like brings out like the wait- waitress. So th- this was cool. Um, it's his whole crew. Right, so mm-hmm. it's his whole crew of soothers and riders, and what he'll do, oh. yeah, yeah. So, and he said that the soothers and riders are sitting, his crew are sitting amongst the crowd. So he'll send out different colored 
dresses of the waitresses or waiters or whatever and those and his crew knows based off the color what emotion they're supposed to be soothing or rioting. Oh. And he said so, I thought he was doing it all. No, no, no. It wasn't him doing it all himself. Uh, because there's so many people. Yeah, I think he needs help. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I thought it, he was trying to remind him of what to soothe and stuff. I was so confused until now. Yeah, no. It's um, it, it's a cool system that he has going on. But yeah, um, Breeze and the members, other members are concerned that they're not going to hit 20,000 soldiers. Which is what they owe to Eden. Um, <laughs> Which makes sense. I mean, dude, when they said, like, I, I was thinking about that from the very beginning. I'm like, dude, how are you going to get 20,000 soldiers, dude? Yeah. Like, 20,000 is like, a lot of people. Because this is one of the meetings that they're in, but they hold these meetings, like, quite often. But they only come out with 20-ish soldiers per meeting. So they need to increase that. I feel like it's they shouldn't worry that much because it would be, like, an exponential curve. But... Would it though? I mean, so so you think that you know if ten people join now, then maybe thirty will join later, then maybe seventy will join later. Yeah, you think so? Because like as support increases, more people learn about it, and the people that are you know interested in it, they'll. I mean, I guess I, I guess I might just be a pessimist because I'm thinking more along the lines of if I. You know, if I'm preaching to say a hundred people and like two people come over, I don't know. Like I've already preached to those other ninety-eight, right? Like maybe I can keep preaching to them and I can get a little bit more, but I, I don't. I don't see an exponential growth there. I mean, I, you know, maybe, maybe the two could start in turn preaching to others. Maybe yeah, that's the like whole thing. It's like it's not about scheme. It's <laughs> it's not about getting those ninety-eight people to come over. It's about the two plus however many who didn't join um some some of the people who wouldn't join would spread the message and the two would spread the message so it's more like yeah like a pyramid scheme basically so like (laughs) it just keeps on spreading well the thing about that is like if you're going to be relying on and i'm not saying that kel's crew is relying on this but if you're going to be expecting that the people you did not convince are going to talk favorably about your plans to other people and then get them convinced i don't think that's gonna work it's not gonna it's not like uh because it's you're you're thinking where it's more like a raise awareness kind of thing yeah yeah because it's not like um so they're they're i don't think they're gonna talk down upon it or like you know bring it up they're just gonna say like dude there's crazy guy trying to uh, you I know, mean, that's talking ra- down on it. <laughs> but, well, yeah, there, there's like this. There's this crazy guy trying to raise up an army against a lord ruler, and then some guy, you know, that some guy hears that's like, wait, who is that? And yeah. he's gonna go over there. Yeah. So no, but I I like this chapter a lot. This is one of my favorite chapters of all the chapters we read so far. And I I think I mentioned when I, when we first started the book, that Breeze is like my favorite character from Kelsey's crew. Ah, um, season. Season. Yeah. That's fair. I like Sazed. Uh, the thing is, I like all of them. Ham is probably my least favorite, which is saying a lot because I actually like Ham too. I think Clubs is my least favorite. He Clubs, doesn't do nothing. <laughs> Clubs, I couldn't hate him because as soon as I read it, I instantly thought of Mad Eye Moody. <laughs> so I'm like, and I couldn't get it out of my head. Yeah. You know, so it's still to this day, every time I think of Clubs, I think Mad Eye Moody. So yeah, and I love Mad Eye Moody. So that, that was never going to change. But, anyways, you know, um, Breeze talks about. It's very intricate, 
the whole manipulating emotions thing. And, you know, his argument is if I am manipulating you using my good looks or if I'm manipulating you using my words, how is that any different than me using elementary, right? Like I, I didn't force you into anything. I yeah. didn't put a gun up against your head or I guess in this case would be a sword. Uh, <laughs> guns will be era too. No spoilers. Uh, <laughs> so if I, I didn't, you know, I didn't threaten your life, but I'm manipulating you using elements. How is that any different than manipulating you using words or, you know, again, like good looks or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the same thing. Now we'll find later that Kelsey doesn't agree, but, um, you know. Um, yeah. So after they're talking about the like whole plan and stuff, um, Kelsier goes on a roof because he apparently likes to gaze at the city and everything. Um, and says that tells him about another religion. Um, and Kelsier, he's looking at the Credit Shaw mm-hmm. um, keep. That's where the Lord Ruler is. Yeah. So they're in walking distance from Lord Ruler. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> I mean, it's like one of those. That's like the worst of- location ever. <laughs> No, because that's hiding in plain sight, right? Like, because exactly the same reason that you think that that's the worst location ever is why it makes it the best location ever. Because I'm sure Lord was like, there's no way these rebels are going to be sitting right here down the street from me, right? Well, they are. <laughs> but you know, they are, so. Um, and Sayson says that the Lord Ruler actually fears the Keepers, which is the whole reason why he uh, hunted them down. Okay, yeah, so this is where I, I got really interesting. This is where, like, all of a sudden you're, at least to me, my whole prediction neurons start firing. Why? Why was he killing the Keepers? You know, because we know that the Keepers are, like, specialized in holding knowledge and stuff like that, and he's hunted them down. Mm-hmm. You know, it could, like, and I said just a little bit ago that it could be uh, that... You know, he just hated terrorism. He's like racist against terrorism. Mm-hmm. I think but, it's a, a North Korea case, you know, where you're not allowed to learn about other religions because you might go to those instead of worshiping Kim Jong-un or in this case, the Lord Ruler. So and it could be right. Yeah. Um, he, and he is scared about something. Uh, but speaking of Lord Ruler. Um, chapter 10 epigraphs. I still don't know. Have you been reading the epigraphs? Yeah, I like gloss over them because they make no sense to me right now. They, <laughs> they won't for a while, <laughs> by the way. Just keep reading them, trust me. Um, anyways, the chapter 10 epigraph. I love this. I wish that the nations of mankind hadn't required such a dire threat to make them see the value of peace and cooperation. First thing right off the bat. It's it's hilarious that even in this world, like it requires a legitimate like genocidal threat, which I assume that's what this deepness thing that they keep talking about is, that forces them to see the value of peace and cooperation. Yeah, and then on top of that, you need a crisis. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> part of me is also getting me to think: what if this is where the theory starts coming in? What if the keepers knew that the deepness was fake and the lord ruler engineered the deepness to grab power kind of like a create order out of chaos kind of thing you know it's like if you manufacture the chaos it's like hey look i have a solution for this but the solution requires that i be your god king Mm -hmm. 
and the keepers know that, or maybe they don't know completely, but they know they can maybe have bits and pieces of facts or if people put together, they can be like, I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he's a good guy or something like that yeah. or something. It's just a lot of these facts are coming in at around the same time at time. And I feel like it can't be a coincidence. Uh-huh. So yeah, just, just something to think about, you know? Um, so Marsh, which is Kelsey's brother we saw earlier, he's planning on infiltrating the ministry. They said he was an inquisitor or something like that. No, they didn't say he's an inquisitor. They just said that uh, he had the nickname Iron Eyes because I think he's a seeker as well. But uh, That seems pretty coincidental seeing as seeing inquisitors have iron in their eyes. <laughs> yeah i think but i think vin had it more of like when she saw him just standing there like a statue just glaring at anybody that moved when yeah. they said like you know how hard his eyes were that you maybe know, it's foreshadowing something maybe he he's becomes... secretly a seek- steel inquisitor yeah yeah or 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 maybe or maybe he killed a steel inquisitor with his <laughs> iron eyes <laughs> maybe he, he shot didn't... iron from his eyes <laughs> That's the next level steel uh, alamancy, man. Maybe, he's secretly a mistborn. Maybe he's a lord ruler. Maybe. Oh my god! <laughs> and then he killed Kelsier's wife because he was jealous. Yeah. Oh, it's like. Oh my god! We got it. We solved the case. <laughs> Go on to the next book. Um. So we ended chapter off with. Um. I don't know who said it, but someone said that the ministry found Cayman's lair. Oh, um, boy. Okay, so. Wait, before we go on to that, I want to talk about the other religion that Sazed was telling Kelsey about on the roof okay. whenever he was stargazing. The religion was called Jaism, and they worshipped the Jah, which is like the god, and they were super, super zealous, which is why they barely lasted past the quote-unquote ascension. We don't really know what that is yet. But the second book is called Will of Ascension. So, uh Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> they got hunted down pretty easily because they were pretty boastful about like this is our religion you know please join us <laughs> things like that yeah and they refused to give up their religion mm-hmm. when lord rulers cronies came knocking again further expansion on like the history in the world i think he uh i forget what kazi was the other religion that he brings up later in chapter 11, but like he brings up these religions out of nowhere, which uh, it's really interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure that and I'm not saying that they're like super creative religions. Like obviously they're some real life religions were similar to this, you know, where they worship the stars and over the sun and stuff like that. So I'm not saying that there's anything uh, special about that individually, but I, I just, like that it brings a little bit more life to the world. Yeah. Again, like I said before, it brings a little bit more depth and it makes it feel, I, I really hate this term, but a living, breathing world, hashtag IGN. <laughs> uh, it, it does, you know, it, um, that's why I think a Mistborn RPG game with the whole, you know, combat, like magic system would be awesome. He is making a, a movie. I don't think it's a movie. I think it's like, uh, he said it was like a screenplay and it's something that he's working on himself because isn't that like a nickname for a movie is it i thought so oh i mean because it said he i thought it was a play 
<laughs> I don't think no, I don't think he'd do plays. I think he he uh yeah, I don't think he'll do plays. That's fair. Um, I it said he was ten percent done with writing it though. That's so, cool. I yeah. I'd be down for any any level of misformed media. I would rather have a show. Yeah, I mean, oh, definitely. I think we're at that point. Well, here's the thing. Actually, I disagree with Miss Warren. I think Miss Warren works better as a movie than a show. Really? Yeah. I, I'll ask you this question again when we finish with the book, what your opinions are. Uh-huh. You know, that, I mean, people say that they'd rather be a show for Miss Warren anyways. Me, personally, I'm of the opinion that Miss Warren would work better as a movie. Or at and least probably like better a, as a four movies rather than three. Yeah, I think... Um... They should all be two part, just from how thick they are. I haven't read them. I, all, I don't know about them all being two parts, right? Because I guess we could. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this. If you're gonna have a movie, uh, if you're gonna split it up into two parts, it has to have good enough content for to warrant two parts. And I'm not sure that Final Empire has enough stuff to warrant two parts. I don't know. I and at the it. risk of sounding like we're trying to copy Harry Potter and Twilight and every other movie that started splitting off the last book in two parts. Yeah. Hero of Ages. And we can discuss this again when we're like well into Hero of Ages. But Hero of Ages had quite a bit of stuff to go through um, that could warrant two parts. But I don't know about Final Empire. Because right now, right, like, again, this pushed the story forward a bit. But the last uh, last week's episode... There wasn't enough to really push the story yeah, forward, and there's, true. um, you know, and then again, I don't agree with this, but a lot of people say that the uh, middle arc, you know, arc two, or no, I guess, yeah, part uh, act two. I was at arc act two of Sanderson is is like a really big lull, uh-huh. and his act two lasts a long time because he's building a lot, yeah. and then of course you got the Sander Lanch. Act three, which is small amount of pages, but a whole lot of action. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that that would really be good enough for a movie to have split up Final Empire and especially Well of Ascension into two books. Right. Hey, I mean, if you think TV show, I, I would rather have TV show of Final Empire or just Mistborn in general rather than have Mistborn be split up into two movies for each book. Yeah. But I, I my. Yeah, I just don't think you'd be able to have enough content. Maybe Deathly Hollows, nothing, not much happened. Exactly, right? Like Deathly Hollows is huge, and that's why it didn't make sense to split that book into two, in my opinion. Yeah, that should have done Goblet of Fire or Order of Phoenix, I think. Yeah. I can't or, wait or for like 30 years from now when they make a Harry Potter TV show. Oh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it will. Because there's like... The cast, the music, everything was just way yeah, too Yeah, but good. you're talking 30 years. You're telling me people are going to remember that. Like, they're obviously going to know that it happened. But I'm saying remember that in the sense that, like, they'd be willing to move past. Because think about it, right? Everything gets a remake or, you know, a reboot or sequel or something done. I mean, hell, we didn't have to wait 10 years before they started pushing forward the uh, uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts, Beasts. you yeah. know? Granted, again, that wasn't a reboot, but it was a prequel. I I just think that there would be a really negative um, negative uh, uh, outlash if the actor looked just a little less like Harry Potter. Remember Han Solo? I don't Solo? know. I mean, yeah, but remember Han Solo? How he he 
doesn't look like Han Solo, obviously. Yeah, they, I don't think that'd be an issue, honestly, because pe- like studios, they o- they always get backlash for that sort of stuff, and then people end up liking it because Solo. It was, there was so much backlash. It's like, oh, he looks something like Solo, blah 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 blah, and then people liked it. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I think people are always going to be complaining, and that's why you can't go off of focus groups. Anyways, while that was a big enough segue. While we're on the topic of oh god, media. Okay. This move, this book reminds me of Avatar: The Lesser Avenger. Yes. So thank you. Not yes. just the action; it's the whole like the crew. Mi- Mistborns are avatars, and okay, the other. Uh, or like individual vendors or like the mistings okay. yeah because they are better at what they do than the avatar is at, fair you know. no that's fair yeah. uh i like that comparison um there is a scene in well ascension that is very akin to avatar is it the action because i think you yes. told me about this it's action yeah. based it's i can't wait to get there again with all you guys so anyways <laughs> that is a hell of a segue Back on a track, chapter 11, Vin, Kelsier, Docs, and Ham. Ham is more for securing the area, but them three go to investigate Cameron's lair. At first, Kelsey doesn't want to really bring her along, but she kind of insists. So Vin kind of gets in, and holy crap. Yikes. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, they're talking about, like, there's, like, blood and, like, fear in the air. Like, Whew. You know, the only other thing that really stuck out to me when I read this was that scene at the end of Star Wars Rogue One, which spoilers for Star Wars Rogue One. If you haven't seen it in the three years. Yeah. <laughs> four it's, years. Uh, yeah, I think it's four years now. <laughs> yeah. Four and a half. Uh, so at the end, Vader just cuts down all those rebel troops, right? Th- this is more. Th- this but is- this is obviously way more descriptive because yeah. Disney didn't show any of that blood. I mean, but he he's talking about like, you know. Oh, and I mean, it gets even worse later. We'll, we'll get to it. But a couple of things stuck out to me here. Vin, and I think this just goes to confirm what I uh, thought earlier, that Vin, she wants to be alone, or she thinks she wants to be alone, but she really doesn't. Because she's a little kid, she actually does want companionship. Yeah. That's why whenever she was trying to sneak out with, um, when she realized that something was wrong, back mm-hmm. when she was with Kamen, she warned Ulef. And she wanted him to come with him. Yeah. Um, she even said herself that he's not really her friend, but, you know, just wanted some somebody there. She couldn't really bring herself to admit that, you know, she just needs a friend. It's too bad we see Ula's body cut in half. Yeah. So, <laughs> oof. Tough luck there, buddy. Um, absolutely, thoroughly slaughtered. And I mean, I don't think it was Inquisitor that did it. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Who do you think did I it? Think, Marsh. No, no, no. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think, just like Vin said, I don't think it was one single person. What if it's because, like, okay, what? Granted, it's not one single person, but what if it was one single Inquisitor? <laughs> I think I think it was a Coloss or something. Ooh, bringing out the old vague... <laughs> once mentioned creature thingy okay okay because the steel inquisitor he he's walking on two legs you know he's he's not maybe human but he's humanoid at okay. least so unless you know he uh i don't know turns it to something else or but didn't 
on Kelsey or say back when they were playing the whole uh, hashtag rebellion thing, didn't he say that uh, the Colossus are kind of kept off the city because they just wreak havoc? Yeah, that's true. Maybe it was a, a Mistwraith gone wrong or something. Mistwraith, okay. Okay, so you're really digging deep with all that. Because I just don't think, like, there's no way one, even, like, three Inquisitors would be able to tear apart these men like that. Yeah, I mean, God. Like, Especially when they got to the description of Milev, which we'll get there in a second. But Vin, another thing, like, what I was talking about where Vin, she... she kind of feel sad like she doesn't want to cry but she does feel shaken up right like i mean again she's a little girl seeing this slaughterhouse yeah of people again she didn't like but that's the only like for lack of a better term family that she knew for a long time mm-hmm. granted kelsey's crew is now her new family and she does definitely like them um but you know when you've been with them for so long uh even if they're that's just all you know and yeah. to see them slaughtered like that was was but, difficult for her in a way. Not, I guess, difficult is not even the right word. It's weird because she doesn't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we did hear earlier though, and Ben remembers this that Inquisitors don't follow the normal rules. That's what yeah, yeah. So with this, my theories are probably stupid. <laughs> so it probably wasn't Inquisitor, but it's kind of hard for me to believe that right now. That's fair. No, I mean, <laughs> raffle, right? Read ahead and find out. Yeah. So, anyways, Seizad um, recites a prayer for these men, I think, from like the religion called the Kazi. And he says, uh, and Vin, you know, oh, so that's the religion that you believe in. And then he responds with, no, I believe in all the religions. <laughs> this one, what? Okay. To- I don't, you know, I, this podcast is now talking about politics or religion, but. Because this is on the topic of the actual book, let's get into it. The I think, she even brings up something like, you know, so what if they contradict each other? And he said, Oh, most of them do contradict each <laughs> other. But I still believe in all of them. Like how? Yeah. You know, it I it's like, you know, if one is monotheistic. Right, exactly. And another is polytheistic, you know. Like how, so, how do you how do you dice it? Yeah. So now I I wonder if he's like believing it in a sense that like you know he picks and chooses from the bits of religion on like you know this religion's better at dealing with astronomy because you know their god was the stars and the sun and stuff like that. So yeah, you know this one's better at dealing with medicine because their god was herbs or something. Could it be maybe Sanderson's trying to like play every side? That's that was my interpretation as well. Was okay. that from a author perspective i think he was trying to not upset any one person or maybe not he was may he may not have been trying to be a very pc about it i think he was just trying to really i think he does genuinely believe that you know every religion has its merits or something like that yeah um that's you know for you to come to a conclusion of not we won't tell you otherwise anyways um but he does also say that that he chooses that particular prayer in that moment because he felt it was just right. And that's why it kind of led me to believe that he's picking and choosing bits and pieces from each religion yeah. for what he feels fits him. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we see that Vin is kind of again reminiscing what Reen said, um, and how Reen was always trying to make her like you know like man up, don't cry about this, don't cry about that. <laughs> um, did Reen always try to change her? But did he ever consider that she couldn't be changed? That uh, this is just the way she is. Maybe. Yeah, but I think. I think if his goal is to try and teach her to survive on her own, she has to change, you know, because if she doesn't, she's dead. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, we get, we can all be idealistic in our nice air conditioned homes and stuff like that. But when you're, when survival is, you know, priority number one, two, and three, then suddenly a lot of these idealistics, uh, ways of thinking kind of go out the window yeah but one of the uh so anyways uh says and sorry no kelsey and dachshund kind of goes off in the corner and start talking and Kel or vin tries to approach them mm-hmm. or kind of try to try and eavesdrop and says that stops her he's like you know if, if they wanted you to hear it you know they would have invited you and then she starts to burn tin so she could yeah. hear and then Ham comes in. I think it was Ham or somebody comes in. I don't remember exactly. Uh, I forget what it was, but so, there's like a loud noise. And Vin kind of jumps. And Cesar's looking at her like like he knew exactly what <laughs> she was doing the entire time. And I, I imagine like this guy, um, a really nice guy, having a very disappointed look on his face. Does does he know that she's misborn? Do we know that? Um, I'm sure she knows. I'm sure he knows. You know, because it seems like Seizad, like he's privy to basically everything, right? Mm-hmm. And Seizad has, or Kelsier has made pretty clear that he's going to tell, he doesn't keep secrets from his crew. Yeah. Um. Now, he claims he doesn't keep secrets from his crew. But Maybe that's just a secret behind the scenes. Yeah, there's always another secret, you know? Um. Speaking of secrets, speaking I have of a secrets. prediction. Oh boy, let's go. Kelsier had a daughter. Okay. (laughs) Or a child. And he sees Vin and he sees his daughter son or daughter in Vin. Because earlier What happened to that child? Uh eaten by an inquisitor or something. I don't know. Eaten by an inquisitor. (laughs) Anything could happen. Oh my god. Because in chapter nine, whenever Sazed uh he tells Sazed to, you know, watch over Vin he feels super guilty about undertraining her. Okay. So, like, maybe he's... Because, like, he w- I don't think he'd feel this way about anybody else. He feels a special something with Vin. Okay. And no, I, I definitely agree. He definitely does. Um, That's, that's a fair uh, prediction. Anyway, so the uh, POV... Uh, so the plan is that uh, wherever Doc's told Kelsier about he said like some location that's basically all Vin picks up on so Kelsier's plan is to go to that place which is seems to be like a few blocks down the road yeah Vin Sezed Docs and I think Hammond just anybody left over are gonna leave and they're gonna go back to Clubs' hideout and Kelsier is going through this like slums area I mean my god like the way he describes like not even Plantation Scott would envy these people. I was like, holy <laughs> crap. He said, like, some of them are missing limbs and stuff. Yeah. And then he goes into another place where they're even weaker beggars. Mm-hmm. Where, the ones that weren't even willing to fight over. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, so, like, children and, like, old people. 
Yeah. So I'm like, so there are even levels. There's even tiers of beggars like that. My God, dude, that that that, that sends shivers, you know. And I'm pretty sure seeing like the low, 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 low class of ska kind of motivates motivates Kelsier. Yeah, I mean, for sure, you know, he he does kind of. You can kind of get his perspective. He he wants to give them some coins here and there, even though knowing that if you give them coins, they might that might attract more attention from other beggars, and then you're just gonna be stuck in a pool of beggars yeah but he doesn't care but eventually he kind of realizes you know i can't not realizes but like he accepts that he can't help all of them once the final empire falls then you know they'll be able to more easy uh, properly attend to them yeah but anyways uh uh he's looking for something and he comes upon okay so i had this written in my notes he finds Cameron hanging out <laughs> so, <laughs> so th- this was uh what hanging out <laughs> this is what Sazed was talking about because Sazed was oh sorry sorry Doxon. Doxon was uh keeping an eye on Camin and he finds Camin not just hanging, but it's like a hook that's going through his mouth out his chin or or like his neck or something and just yeah. hanging there. And then, like, so, like, there's a rope coming out of his mouth up, like, into, like, the rafters or whatever. My God. That's... This will be... This will have to be a radar movie. Yeah, like, this is one of those things where, like, it's a very bloody PG-13 movie. Like, this is (laughs) why I tell people it's not young adult. Because just the descriptions of stuff like this is a little much. So, they did this as a ritual, right? Yeah, yeah. So So, they said that he... This is for like a punishment for anybody who misuses elements. So here's my question. It kind of confused me. He he wasn't an alamancer, so how did he misuse elements? Well, this is where it gets interesting, right? Because it seems like earlier chapter eleven when they came in Cam's lair, Milev was the one who was tortured a lot. Like they said there was a lot of blood on the floor, so he yeah. they were they were torturing him, getting some information out of him. Um so, Which, how that doesn't really make that also doesn't make sense to me because Milev, he immediately just like, um, you know, threw out Kamen and stuff. So it's not like he has loyalty to anybody. That's, yeah, I, I think it's just kind of, I the inference I would make from that is that, you know, and I don't think any of the other would have not sold out mm-hmm. Kamen anyways. I think they just like torturing people. Yikes. Yeah. So that that's what I got from it anyways. So uh, Kelser suddenly realizes there's somebody next to him, and then he like starts shooting coins right away instinctively. Turns out it's Vin because she like deflects all the coins. Yeah, and then Kelser gets mad, like you know this is a dangerous place and stuff. This uh, also shows the uh, father daughter dynamic. Yeah, where he like is angrier than he's he's become soft. He's like you know you don't have to be angry or you don't have to be scared of me. Well, yeah. funny thing is that he suddenly realizes that she's soothing him. That's why he's yeah. only cool. Oh, so that's quickly. true. Yeah, yeah. So he, she starts soothing him, and he realizes that her touch is very, very subtle. Like he almost didn't catch it. Yeah. So again, and they 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 mentioned this earlier in chapter nine, uh, nine, I think, too, at the beginning. Uh, yeah, it's chapter nine, um, where he says that she her steel push was much stronger than it had any right to be. You know, like almost like way better than it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, pair that up with this, where she's learning everything so quickly. Uh, I I don't know. Like I, for me, my mind shot to maybe Reen, like maybe Reen taught her something, and then like, what if she forgot? Like, I think it's main characterism. Yeah, yeah, it could be the whole Mary Sue thing, but I can't really say it's Mary Sue because she's What's gotten that? beat up. Mary Sue is like Naruto, you know, where they never lose. They win basically every fight. Yeah. They never really have any struggles. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not going to get into Naruto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, that... So this whole misuse Alamancy thing is sticking out to me. So I don't understand. Like, like you said, you know, like he wasn't an Alamancer. And I feel like the Steel Inquisitors know that. But I wonder if they're trying to send a message. Yeah. You know, because Kelsier said that this is not good. This is abnormal. You know, this is not common behavior for the Inquisitors for going after small-time thieving crews like this. Mm-hmm. Assuming, of course, it is the Inquisitors. Um, and if it is, why are they so interested? You know, I... And, Kelsier seems to think it is because of Vin, because there was a tail on her. Yeah. And so I guess, does that mean that they found Kamen through Milev and then they questioned Kamen? And I guess they have to know that they there is a Mistborn, right? Yeah. Um, That's why um, they said that they probably know that Vin's a Mistborn, or at least an Alamancer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, I guess that also... So, and that's why it leads me to believe that Kamen's hanging was mostly due to sending a message because they know that he's not an Alamancer. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Just uh, hanging out. <laughs> yeah, you know, just caught him hanging out. Uh, poor dude. Mess with the wrong guy. Uh, God, man, that the description of both Kamen's lair and then freaking Kamen himself. Ooh, that was that was nuts. So, any yeah. any final predictions? Anything left over that you wanted to bring up? Foreshadowing is high. Yeah, strong I, with this one. Yeah, dude, it's, foreshadowing of this one was fantastic. It's hey. The um, the constantly bringing up, don't push someone heavier than you, and the whole dynamic with the daughter father kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite relationships. Yeah. Was Kel Servin. Um, foreshadowing what Steel Inquisitors can do. Foreshadowing what a Terrorist can do. Not more foreshadowing, but kind of, it's kind of a mystery. And I want to see. Yeah. And um, so actually that was one thing I forgot to bring up was that uh, Kelser kind of left behind like clubs and Breeze and basically everybody other than Docs and Ham. And he brought Sazed. And Vin notes that. She's a very, you know, sharp girl. She said, like, yeah. you know, he had to take a lot of convincing to just bring me. But Sazed is like this, you know, keeper and he's a nerd. <laughs> you know, so there that means that there must be something. And Kelsier, uh, again, before mentioned that, you know, I wouldn't want to get in the way of the guy who angers you while you're trying to protect Vin or something yeah. like that. So he, again, maybe he's like some Shaolin monk. So... Maybe he summons a coloss. Maybe he summons a coloss when yeah, he got... when he gets angry. Maybe he becomes. Maybe a coloss. he becomes a coloss. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A steel inquisitor coloss. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Again. Steel inquisitor mistwraith coloss. Yeah. 
a steel mystery calls. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess that'll divide do it from us. So next time we'll actually be finishing part two, chapters 12 through 15. I understand that that's, I think, four chapters this time around, but uh, not too long. Um, I think that'll about do it from us. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, everybody. Uh, please share this with anybody uh, who you think will like it. Give us good feedback. Um, follow us on Twitter at, at podbookkeeper or pod bookkeeper it's it's on the show notes you, you, you'll find it uh just look up on twitter you know keepers of the book uh all right thanks again until next time